When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, you beautiful people? I'm Director Cricket, and I just jumped off the porch. Can't go nowhere if you ain't got no vision. Can't go nowhere if you don't know the distance. Fresh hair, sun school, Clyde Christian. Fresh hair, sun school. All right, so we got the legendary <laughs> Cricket, Director Cricket, yeah. jumping off the porch with us. You today, feel me? Man. You feel me? What's happening? How you feeling today? Man, I'm feeling great, man. man. I feel good, too. It must be the energy I'm exuding into you. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? That's go. what I do. What's good? Talk to me. Nah, that's what's good. Nah, I appreciate you coming by today, too. Man, I'm man. glad you guys had me. Of course, man. You know, we go way back with it, man. Hey. So. Started this shit. Yeah, we got a lot of stories to talk about, but before that, oh, let's take it back to Detroit, man. Ooh, East Seven Mile, Detroit in the building. Yes, sir, man. So, yeah. like, growing up, were you like always the creative type, or? Yeah, my whole life I've been creative. Um, in Detroit, I did music production. You know, so like the Royce Five Nines and Eminem and Jay Dillas and all that. I was a, a very, very instrumental part in that. You know. Mm. As far as the, the uh, hip-hop history in Detroit, real, real intricate part. So creative from a music standpoint, all the way. Yeah. I even danced and shit, but I don't really tell people that. But really? Yeah, it was hip-hop dancing. It wasn't like a male dancer or <laughs> nothing like that. It was like hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Like scoop and scrap loving, yeah. shit like that, but yeah. What was like, where would Jay Dilla then? <clears throat> or what was he like as a person, man? So the, it's so crazy. They just sent me a book literally yesterday. It's the book on Jay Dilla. They had, uh, called me for a bunch of the inserts to talk about how we met. Yeah. Um, so I discovered him from a friend. He was a genius, man. He, he was way ahead of his time. The way he created beats, fucking double dual cassette player, and with the high speed dub, and he put his finger in there to slow it down, to truncate the drum pattern to match the samples. He was just a real incredible cat, and um, it was a pleasure to know him and you know, have him be a part of my life. And um, we just worked, worked, worked. An old school cat that's really saved my life and saved me from the streets. Am Fittler uh, played music for Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, wow. And he stayed in my neighborhood. And I knew they had the dreads and shit and the crazy cars and shit. It was totally different from anybody in Detroit. So I had this idea that I wanted to rap and shit. And I was like, yo, I want to rap. I want you to help me. And he said, I'm gonna show you something. He said, you such and such them kid from down the street. And I said, yeah. And he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you something else. And he showed me how to make beats. Hmm. And it changed my fucking life. So that's how the music shit came along. Then I met Jay Dilla. He was way better than me. And I was just telling <laughs> Amp like, yo, this kid is unbelievable. He like, I don't want nobody in my house. You know, cause Detroit motherfuckers, the kids is bad. He like, I'm like, please just check this motherfucker out. This is different. 
checked him out, was like, yeah, he a genius. Lollapalooza tour, he took the tape, gave it to Q-Tip from Tribe Called Quest, mm -hmm. and Jay Dilla was a star for the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. So what brought you down to Atlanta, man? Wow. Damn, you really want these stories, huh? Mm-hmm. Shit. I came to Atlanta because a female group, my son's mother, uh, was in a female singing group and they was doing a deal with Dallas Austin. Okay. And uh, we came to Atlanta. I just came in support and we came down here and I checked it out and I was like, yo, this place is fucking nuts. It was just a different energy. It was just different, totally. So they worked out what they was trying to work out. It didn't work out the way that they wanted to. <clears throat> they left and went to Detroit. Me and my homeboy stayed out here, slept in the car, that whole story. Um, locked in with a couple of people. Too Short was one of the people. What's up, Short Dog? Um, locked in with him. Uh, some people at Bobby Brown Studio, which is now Stank Onya, but back when I came, it was Boss Town. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Tim and Bob over at DARP, which was Rowdy Record Studio, which is now Future Studio. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Um, was around for that, and I kept kicking it around. Messed with a couple of people, ran into some Detroiters that had a rim shop with a bunch of rappers, and they dealt with Redman and Eric Sherman and all those guys. So then it gave me a, a homestead to be around to hover for the music. And from there, we just kept grinding, man. My partner kept grinding, grinding, grinding. Got into some trouble, went to jail. As soon as I got out of jail, I went back to Detroit. Oh, shit. Yeah. <clears throat> 10 years later, came back and said, I'm gonna just beat the ground. Just, just, just grind. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna just grind. I don't give a fuck. I know it's a place of opportunity. That's all I knew. And I knew Detroit, it was coming up, but it was still a dead end place. It's just very, very hard yeah. to make it outside of Detroit. So came back, pound the pavement, and a couple of jobs, hated them. Tried to do the music, it was real segregated. It wasn't like it is now, you know, with the camaraderie and brotherhood, it was nothing like that then. And uh, I was like, man, fuck music. And fuck trying to get on with these motherfuckers. It's too hard. I ain't about to kiss no ass to be down with somebody to play some fucking beats. And um, with that, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just write. I started writing stories. Then my boy was like, nigga, we can shoot this shit. And bought some cameras and we was terrible. Kept grinding. Uh, my brother C-Note, producer, Honorable C-Note. Okay, yeah. Introduced me to a cat named Dwight Phillips. He's an Olympic long jump champion from Atlanta. Um, he had the same vision. We tapped in, he liked everything. We created a company and I went crazy. <laughs> I went crazy, you know what I'm saying? Put it in short. My best friend with me at the time passed away in the midst of building that studio. He was always gone, so I gave everything to that studio and that's when Cricket was born. Okay. You know what I'm saying? To Atlanta as far as the videos is concerned. Yeah. But I got into it to do film, but I was for shit and the videos just took off. <laughs> but it was the best teacher for me. Yeah. So yeah, that was a quick little story. I don't know how long that shit took, but no, was good. that's from Detroit to Atlanta. Gotcha. It's the first time I told that shit too. Really? Okay. Yeah, in totality that. like that, yeah. yeah. So bankroll fresh, man. How'd you fresh. link with them? And you know, just Damn. kind of talk about that relationship y'all two had too. So, so fresh I met through Parlay from the Franchise Boys. Shout out met, to Parlay, man. <clears throat> I met Parlay because a gentleman named Howard Gibson, a film director, <clears throat> brought me in on writing a script for them. It was the first time that I had an opportunity to work with someone who did professional screenplays. Mm -hmm. And he just was like, yo, your creative is crazy. And he gave me the opportunity. So writing that script is how I met Parlay. The script was for Parlay and them. They were signed to Capitol Records. <clears throat> the movie was called The T-Shirt Gang. 
It didn't get released because the owner of the president of Capitol Records at that time, his name was Ronnie something. He was like 35, had a heart attack and died. Oh, shit. That shit would have changed the game for me. You motherfuckers wouldn't have knew me so much on videos. But <laughs> rest his soul, it built the character. But anyway, from there I met Pale and um, <clears throat> me and Pale just started kicking and he was like, man, fuck that, let's do a movie. And I was like, nigga, I ain't ready to do no movie, bro. He's like, man, fuck that cricket, let's do a movie, bro. And I was like, all right, fuck it, man. Let's go to the hood. Tell me, let's talk about it. We argued like a motherfucker over this script, man. That's a stubborn motherfucker, but that's my brother. You know what I'm saying? We argued like shit from sun up to sundown. And um, in the midst of it, I'm going to the nine. You know what, you know what the nine is if you know Atlanta. It's, it's, it's the shits. You know what I'm saying? So over there, I met, I met this kid, Fresh. Bankroll Fresh to y'all. And um, he was just one of the characters in the movie. And we just built a dope ass relationship from being over there so I can understand the hood and how they move and how, how all the pieces and how people connect with each other and talk and yeah. shit like that. And we just built, developed a dope ass relationship. And uh, we finished the movie. <clears throat> and from there, we just, me and Fresh just kept in contact all the time. He was just real ambitious about shit. You know what I'm saying? He was a hustler for sure. And one day he called me and my partner, Zach. He's like, yo, where y'all at? Pull up, pull up. We're like, what's up, nigga? He's like, I want y'all to hear this shit. And I can't think of the song. It was Fresh's first song, too. I can't remember it. But uh, his first song, he had played it for us in the car. And I was like, nigga, this shit might work. Nigga, this shit might really work, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But his heart and his attitude, I was like, he really, it's really going to work for him. You know what I'm saying? And he was asking us, yo, fuck with me on this shit. I'm like, nigga, I, I help however I can, you know. And um, just kind of left it in that space. And Zach was like, shit, we'll see what's up. And we just kind of left it there. But he kept going, kept going. And then shit, he popped off. Yeah. Bankroll Fresh. You know what I'm saying? But um, Fresh was just dope. His, his uh, personality and his charisma, you know, uh, he was very charismatic. You know, he knew how to talk to people in any climate. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But he was also real slick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was a hustler. You know, but um, he was a real genuine person for me. You know what I mean? He was real genuine for me. So I always had love for Fresh. Yeah, he was on his way to being a superstar. Nah, he was that on his way out of That personality that he had, man. He was on his way out of here. He was definitely, he's definitely uh, destined to be a star. Yeah. You know. Oh, talk about that Mind, Body, and Soul video. Oh, oh. Mind, and just Body, and Soul how it is putting together a music video. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. So when the artist isn't there... <sighs> So that whole situation for me was, um, that whole situation for, for, with me with Fresh, it was like, it touched me emotionally too. You know what I'm saying? Like it touched me, touched me. Like it touched me to the point when he died, I was like, damn, this shit's fucked up. I was hurt <clears throat> and I was with a homie and we was over off a Howell Mill area, over there by the street of Zach's studio. 
and we was going somewhere, and I was like, man, fuck that. We need to walk past where they killed little homie. It's like, we need to stroll past. I need to see where they took my bro's life at. And we slid by there. It was the first time I ever seen a fucking hawk in Atlanta. Really? You know what I'm saying? It was like, what the fuck? I whipped the phone out and shit. I trail a motherfucker. He sits right at the tip of the uh, street exec studio. I was like, damn, that's fresh. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was like, I love you, bro. You know what I mean? It was like he came to see me and then the motherfucker flew off. That shit was crazy as shit. And then shortly after that, uh, his father reached them and his mother them called me. He was like, yo, we want to talk to you. I was like, okay, cool. <clears throat> and it was like, yo, we want to do this mind, body, and soul video for Fresh. You know, it meant a lot to him. You know what I'm saying? The name of play, it was like, uh, 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 uh. you know what I'm saying? It was kind of dark, but spiritual, like, you know. And I was just like, damn, it touched me. I was like, damn, this shit creepy dope. You know what I mean? It's a feeling to it. And I was like, yo, how are we going to tell this story? And then I was like, his son. His son looks just like him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's show the innocence of his son with, you know, to reflect the, who he was, you know, to the culture. Show that level of innocence to bring the, bring the temperature down since he died so violently. You know what I mean? Everybody always play and glorify off of the street shit. Mm -hmm. I always like to tell a different story to give you a different, an alternate ending. Yes, it could be street, but it could be something else. We don't always have to choose street. You know what I'm saying? Compelling people and stories come from the streets. Mm -hmm. You know? So with that, <clears throat> it was like, use his son, use his mother, make him more family, make him more familiar, make him more genuine. And then we'll use the, the fact of the black magic aspect of it, where it's like uh, with the contract and the scroll and that whole shit is like the sacrifice type of shit. You see what I'm saying? Like a motherfucker be willing to sell a soul for this shit and it's not even worth it. You know, so that was the whole dynamic of that whole story. And then, the, the, you know, the red cloak was fresh. You know, that was to emulate that that was him. And you see how he protected the one guy from the gunshots. Mm -hmm. he, he was there watching over the sun while the sun was praying. You see what I'm saying? Things of that nature, you know. So, you know, bankroll fresh love forever, the angel. And no matter what happened, even with that dark force, it can never, you know, penetrate the blessings and you know the spirituality of bankroll fresh so yeah. that's what that's what mind body and soul was for me nah, it, it was for your really mind dope too, for man. your mind body and soul and your spirit real shit yeah man. long live bank man long live bank thank god yeah <clears throat> um talk to us about this bus and jugs video and how bus it, and jugs and how it got you leaked funny yo you took it back yo so if anybody want to know how cricket really got turned up this is a dope story. You're dope. Um, get a call from Propane. Video guy is shooting Gucci and Waka. It's a bus and judge video. They need some lenses. All right, fuck it. I got the lenses. Pro Cricket, ride with me. All right, fuck it. I'll roll. Get over there, take the lenses. I meet Video guy. It's like our second time because he was supposed to be the director for the franchise movie. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So time forward, we run into each other again. I'm coming up as a video director. He's the man as the video director. So pull up, they shooting the video and shit. I see Gucci, I'm like, damn, there go Gucci and shit. I'm gonna be shooting for these niggas. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying in my head. I'm like, I'm about to be shooting all these motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck. I'm shooting all these niggas, right? So uh, giving them lenses and shit, I kick it. He got a dolly shot. I helped the nigga with the dolly shit, you know, cause it was manual then. So I'm gonna help pushing the shit. He's like, all right, this nigga cool. By the end of the night, he's shooting a scene with Gucci on the porch. And he look over to me like, yo, fuck that, what you got? And I was like, oh, what, you going to let me rock one? He was like, yeah, I was like, nigga, I got you. You know what I'm saying? So I smashed the, uh, smashed the scene, the shot. And that's when I used to hold the camera. So I smashed the shot for Gucci for the, uh, the porch scene of Bustin' Jugs. And then when he was catching me out for the lenses, they was like, yo, I see y'all moving. Cut the video. 
I'm like, what? I bet. Let's go. So we get to the crib. It's me and left. Blowing gas, cutting the video. We gigging like, nigga, this shit hard. We're going to make it a movie. Got the Spanish nigga talking this shit. We got the, the soundtracks, the sound effects, everything. What niggas wasn't doing, we really doing it. So uh, we put all that shit together. We high as fuck. We having a good time. Niggas nod out and then put the privacy protection on the, uh, the Vimeo. <laughs> Video. Wake up the next morning, phone going crazy. Pro like, bro, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, bro, what you talking about? He's like, man, the video everywhere, man. Gucci gonna kill you, nigga. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? The uh, video guy called me. He's like, yo, bro, what the fuck, nigga? You got the video? I'm like, bro, what the fuck you talking to, nigga? I understand it. Nigga, we gonna figure this shit out. Fuck that. You ain't gonna talk to me crazy. That whole shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga, I choke you out. It's, it's that type of energy, right? <laughs> and then fucking Gucci call. Oh, shit. I've never talked to Gucci before in my fucking life. This is the first time this motherfucker get on the phone. He like, yo, man. We like, yo, man, what the fuck's up, bro? He was like, I was selling that motherfucking video to the label, bro. You owe me 10 videos. I was like, fuck. You know, and you hear the stories then. This fat Gucci that was, you know, out his mind niggas getting this smacked up. This is the old up. Gucci. This is the grimy, get your ass toe up Gucci. You know what I'm saying? If ain't not by him, the, his surrounding, his immediate surroundings, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, this shit is fucked up. Me and Left arguing, I'm like, bro, you left this shit off. You're like, fuck that nigga, we smoking weed. So we going back and forth and shit. And then I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, bro, we lit. What the fuck you mean we lit? Like, nigga, we about to do 10 videos for Gucci, nigga. After we do this 10 videos, it's up, nigga. Fuck is you saying? Two days later, Gucci called me. Come to the studio, patchwork, I'm like, they about to beat me down, bro. These niggas about to try to jump me in this bitch. Grab the 4-5. I still got the same gun. And, um, and uh, grab the gun. I'm like, fuck that shit. I ain't, I, it ain't happening for me like that. So I go to the studio and shit. I buzz in. I go in the back room. It's, it's uh, Zaytoven and Gucci. And he like, play that shit, Zay. And Zay play a beat, play a song. I'm listening. He's like, all right, what would you do with that? I say, I do this, this, and this, and this. He's like, okay, play the other one. Then he play another song. I'm like, same thing, I'm like, oh, I do this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I like that, I like that. He's like, all right, go in the motherfucking uh, duffel bag, pull out a big ass stack of bread, boom. I want to shoot them bitches tomorrow. I'm oh, like, shit. what? All right, bet. Then I go outside the door and I'm thinking, and I'm like, bro, I can't do this shit by tomorrow. <laughs> I cannot do this shit by tomorrow, bro. I go back in that bitch and I'm like, <clears throat> I was like, bro, I can't do this shit by tomorrow. I ain't gonna take your mind, I can't do this shit by tomorrow. He was like, when can you have this shit done? I said, bro, give me like two days. He was like, keep the money. Make sure that shit ready in two days so we can shoot it. And shot the video and uh, moral of the story, Gucci paid me for every video I've ever done. I never did a free video for him. And outside of that, uh, he was a dope, dope ass person to kick it with. Showed me a lot of, a lot of the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From a different perspective. and. And he, he, he helped me understand the value of who I was. You know what I mean? Because I was rocking with him and doing videos and we would do videos with other people. He'd be like, it's gonna be 10, it's gonna be 15. I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Cause I was still coming up in the ranks. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I was cool, 25, 35. You know what I'm saying? Them Scooby snacks, I'm eating all that. But Gucci was making that shit stoo doo. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of love for Gucci. And he bought me my first red camera. Do you I think you get that opportunity if the video doesn't leak? Hell no. I think that it was a beautiful mistake. The video was fire as fuck. Oh, I watched it the other day. The I was fuck? Like, so the how could you be mad? You the see what I'm saying? Like, you can't be mad. You're like, damn, they cut that bitch to fucking shit.
but they leaked it, but leaks work. You know what I'm saying? Look at Polo the Don Usher, uh, yeah, song. It works, you know what I'm saying? So I was grateful for that mistake, that shit worked. And <laughs> shit from there was Cricket and Future and uh, you know, the Scooters and the fucking Rich Homie Kwans and the, you know the fucking yeah. list. It's extensive, thank oh. God. Thank you, Dad. I want to talk to you about Pee Wee Longway, man. Oh, so, like, you caught Pee Wee early on. And I'm going to tell you what's funny. Go ahead. Let me tell you what's funny about the Pee Wee Longway. So I met Pee Wee Longway after Gucci brought this kid in the studio named Thug, and she was like, he's next. And I was like, I don't see it. He was like, Psh, he's next. And I was like, all right, bro. So then we started working on him. We working on him. We shoot the video. Shoot a video called Who's on Top. It's, uh, it's uh, Wicked, Duke, and Thug, right? Pee Wee Longway was the financial backing for that whole shit. You, know, that's it. you see what I'm saying? He wasn't even rapping. He was just the bread for the situation. So that's how Pee Wee, that's how I was introduced <laughs> to Pee Wee. You feel me? And then Pee Wee would be at the studio and he start rapping. I'm like, this motherfucker gonna rap. And then next thing you know, <laughs> Cricket, who are you shooting the video? And I'm like, oh God. All right, bet, let's go. But which one was you talking about? Sneaking and geeking, man. Sneakin His breakthrough and song. Geekin'. Yeah, yeah. That was a fun, trippy ass video. Yeah. That was real fun. We painted uh, my man Scoob up as a blue Eminem, <laughs> a big Eminem. That's funny as shit. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that was dope. There was some good times. Did man. you see his potential back then? I knew he, it was his. He he was passionate. He didn't give a fuck. Like he would be in the studio. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Gucci all motherfucking day. Like sun up to sundown. I was like, nigga, you hustling or you rapping? He was really rapping. <laughs> Motherfucker was in there, so he definitely, I was like, he might fuck around and, and pop off heavy. Yeah. You know? But a lot of people that uh, Gucci touch, you know, like I told him, you know, one time and shit when we was on the phone, I was like, nigga, you like the, the fucking Atlanta's A&R, bro, because mm -hmm. he did the same thing with the Migos. Yep. And you, you was know, working was, with them early yeah, on, too. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck, bro? So, you know, a lot of he's seen a lot for the, the the southern region of music. I think he was a, a great curator of uh, talent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ahead of his time, like he saw the vision for these people before they came into fruition. So yeah, yeah. You shot the truth video too, right? Yeah. What, <laughs> what'd you think when you heard that? I was like, oh man. Well, I guess I'm not working with Jeezy ever. Oh man, that was three in the morning. Gucci calling like he usually do on the rampage. I just did a killer. I got the ghost up here right now. Just you and your boy come up here, and we're just gonna ride around and shoot this joint. I'm like, all right, what? Whatever, man. We pull up. We sitting. I'm sitting in the front, left shooting the shit, and I'm listening. I'm like, wow. This is real smoke. <laughs> this is real smoke. And, you know, I just felt like I'm a director. I'm not, you know, I'm not obligated to nobody. Yeah. Plus, I'm not, I, I've never, I'm not like a super young director. I'm a grown ass man, too. So for me, it's just different. You know what I'm saying? It's like a job in a sense. It's just something that I love to do. Mm -hmm. So I could work with whoever I want to. You know what I'm saying? I like some people more. You know what I'm saying? For different reasons. But uh, on the real, like a lot of my relationships uh, within the music video industry has been like, 
straight up platonic like business and that's just it yeah it's not like a, i'm at your bar mitzvah and shit like that you know what i mean so it's it's, it's just i felt like for me it made it so that i could you know what I mean? Because I deal with a lot of different people in a lot of different areas throughout Atlanta over my career. You know, I would be in danger a lot of times for a lot of the shit I did for different crews and stuff, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Uh, what was it like working with young Mozzie? Mozzie was my brother. I love Mozzie. <clears throat> Mozzie was super dope. You know what I'm saying? Mozzie had a, uh, he had a genuine spirit. He was just a savage but he really cared about people he cared about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I just saw potential in him and I just really wanted him to win because I felt like that was something that could transition him and his life somewhere else. It could give him an opportunity to live a different life. You know what I'm saying? And raise his daughters, you mm -hmm. know, cause he really gave a fuck about that. But he was still tormented by the streets and shit, the shit that he was raised in, the shit that that's all he knew. It was real hard for him. Like he would really have nightmares and really be fucked up off that shit mm -hmm. because it was just, fested in him, you know what I'm saying? But I think if I'd have had some more time with him, you know what I'm saying, I could have shined some more of this light on him. Yeah. You know. I know every interaction I had with him, he was just very genuine, very <coughs> humble, cool. very real nice. Cool. Yeah, real, real cool, cool real guy, protective man. and shit. I used to have to call, calm him down over simple shit. Yeah. Motherfucker be savage. Who did what about the, I'm like, bro, this, no, no. But love Mozzie, love Mozzie. Great, great, great guy. Uh, you did Thug Stoner video, yeah. but, didn't get released or it was an alternate version? <sighs> what happened between that? I can't, these stories, you're a motherfucker, man. You're a motherfucker. So, <sighs> you're a funny guy. <laughs> you're a funny guy. So the, so, the, so the thing with the stoner video is I did the stoner video and um, just went in a different direction um, for, I would say, uh, financial differences you know, dealing with the video itself. You know what I'm saying? It was just some things that I wasn't willing to do, you know what I mean, to make, that made things different. So I think that's a good way to just put it, to okay. make it nice and breezy. You but know you, shot the, you shot the first one? I shot one? the dope one. I shot yeah. the shit that was fire. I shot the heat. You know what I'm saying? You know, same thing with the uh, cut that bitch off. That remix. was my next question. Yeah, I shot the what heat. What happened? Because man, I listen, man, these motherfuckers was terrified of me, bruh. Fuck all that. You know what I'm saying? Just super creative, super talented. I knew what I wanted. I was mad driven. And sometimes when you like that, it intimidates people. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? When a motherfucker is focused and they got to drive, sometimes people be like, they can't harness it. See, when you're in a controlled environment, like in this space of music videos and shit like that, it's a controlled environment till you get to a certain level. I worked within the level, within the range which, which I was in. You know what I'm saying? So when it started getting for me busting the goddamn roof, you know what I'm saying? A lot of trick shits happen, a lot of trick jabs. So I would say um, intimidation, uh, not being able to control me in a sense. And then sometimes I was probably a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And pushy because I just wanted it. You know what I'm saying? All, everything I did was intentional from the fact that I just wanted to be the best at doing it. Yeah. And that was just that. And so for anybody, when, when you're in a space like that, you kind of zone out. You get what I'm saying? So if somebody's saying something, I'm like, yeah, but I see this for you. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes my, my, I could have got in my own way, too, with some of these things, too. So I accept some accountability, but fuck that. I still feel like niggas was terrified. You know what I'm saying? And they couldn't control it. Yeah, because they cut her off, the one that you shot. Crazy, right? Bro. It's like a no-brainer. Yeah. 
I went and like watched the two, and I was like, "What the fuck?" It was so <laughs> political, bro. Bro, one? it was so political to the label calling me, to the management, all that. I was like, "What?" And what? Okay. You still got paid though, right? Yeah, I got paid. <laughs> but pay ain't shit when your pride is in it. Pay yeah. ain't shit when it's your craft and you want the world to see something that you do. Money don't mean shit when it gets to that. You know what I'm saying? I said fuck money a lot of times for looks, but I would tell you young creators out there, fuck a look. Make sure you get paid and try to change the way that you get paid too. Make sure that you get your true value so that you can create and you can consistently grow. Cause see, one thing that Cricket did was I made it, I made it easy. You know what I'm saying? I made it look easy. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times I just did shit just to, ah, you know what I'm saying? And I was real good at it. I'm real quick on my feet. I could just could shoot a video on this bitch in seconds and make it feel and look different without thought. And um, so, yeah, make sure people value what you do and they pay for that shit. Yeah. Because y'all gotta understand, ain't no rappers without no videos. It just don't happen. But motherfuckers still be like, man, but this such and such and such. Man, that motherfucker got on $20,000 worth of clothes and he wanna give you 2,500. Sit your goofy ass down, man. Or nothing at all. Or nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? Stand for something, man. Don't fall for anything like the great said, man. Come on. And it's only right. I'm not saying this to damage the career of artists or anything. I'm saying this to uplift other uh, videographers and directors and editors that have dreams that's, that's inspired by doing this, that want to do movies and stuff like that. Hey, check it out, man. If you ain't making no money, you can't facilitate those dreams that you have for yourself. Yeah. You're only facilitating the needs of others. So to all my video directors and everybody, y'all get at me, man. I got this new shit at U42 for y'all. It's gonna change y'all life, make you some passive income so you, could, so you could pay and upgrade your dreams, upgrade them cameras, upgrade software, upgrade your knowledge of this shit. Don't just shoot shit because you see shit, study this shit. Make this shit real because you could decipher between the two when it gets down to it. And you know how you know that? Because the motherfuckers are still shooting hood videos and that's all they get. And then you notice that the other motherfuckers shoot videos with big artists, I mean, uh, different production companies and it mm -hmm. look incredibly amazing. That's because they little dog in you. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gotta upgrade yourself. You gotta show growth within yourself. And that's how people respect you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I didn't mean to go on that tangent, but nah, I just that felt was like good. I had They need to, to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm an educate, cause I'm a fucking educator. <laughs> All right, so how did you get the opportunity to shoot um, outside for Young Boy? That's so dope. So, so Young, I had shot a video. I can't remember. I shot a video with somebody at Young, and we met each other. Everybody told me all these stories about NBA. Man, he did, she, and he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, me and Young met each other, man. I grabbed him up. Listen, check it out, nephew, and kicked him with him on some real shit. We had a dope-ass relationship, dope-ass connection off the top. Stayed in contact after the fact. Um, I wish I could have been more intricate in his life. And young boy, if you see this shit, hit your boy Cricket up. You know I fuck with you. Love to talk to you again. Got some shit that I think would be dope for you. Real dope for you. Still proud of you. And, um, and grateful that you, you fucked with me to do the outside video today too. That shit changed my life, bro. But um, he called me himself. Well, I think three called me. And he was like, yo, I wanna holler at you. I was like, all right, what up though? It's like, yo, bro, I wanna shoot this video. I got the house, I got the car. All I need is you and your people, bro. I'm like, all right, all right. It was like, and I'm paying you for this shit, not the label, so this between us. I said, nigga, whoever giving me the money is who I'm dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So that's understood. I got you, young, and I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Get over there, we kicked it, talk about the idea. We just bang that shit. 
Birdman ended up pulling up later on and shit in the evening or whatnot. And, um, that shit was crazy, man. It was real easy, real fun. We kicked it, had a good time shooting it, man. That shit did like a million views every day for like two, three months. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. That shit was unreal. And and in that moment, I understood why he said, I'm paying for this shit. This is my shit. Oh, yeah. And then I started seeing the biggest YouTube motherfuckers. Every NBA. week. And I was it. like, damn, that's hard. You know what I'm saying? So that was dope to see that he understood, he understood the game and he had the knowledge himself to put himself in a position by using his own finances. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To do that shit. And it propelled his career, I'm sure, in his own way, because it definitely worked for me. I was like, this shit jumping. Damn, damn. Damn, young boy, you crazy. You know what I'm saying? So that was dope, man. It was real easy, man. Real easy. Was he easy to work with? Yeah, for me, he was easy to work with. Like, he young boy for real, but I just think, like, it's just certain chemistry and connections that people have with people. Mm. I'm a light, you know what I'm saying? A real guy, fan, real spiritual, but I'm still street. I understand. I'm, I'm diverse. You know what I'm saying? So for me, uh, I share that shit with everybody. I done shared that shit. The motherfuckers be like, come on, Cricket, with the, the, the positive shit, man. Just shoot the video, man. Goddamn. That's how the, uh, the managers be and shit. They yeah. be like, man, fuck that. I'm going to talk to these youngins, man. They can change <laughs> the world. You got me fucked up. Yeah. Um, what's some do's and don'ts for directors while on set, man? Can you give them some game? <sighs> do's as a... So when you say director, though, right? Or videographer, you know, just... Yeah, yeah, because it's different. You know, you got... A director like me, I don't hold a camera. I'm a real, I'm a traditional style director in the, in the sense of um, I like to look at the monitor. I still move around, I can't fucking help it. But with the films, I've been sitting my ass still and uh, really focusing in on the actual shot and scenes. But um, I would say a do as a director is study the craft and go hard as fuck. Don't be scared of shit and practice critical thinking and patience. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if, you, if you're good at critical thinking, you'll never panic. You'll always think of something else to do. You know, that's one of my strong suits is shit could be fucked up, but I was fucking with so many grimy people, I'd be like, they done gave me some bread. I'd be like, if I tell this motherfucker that this shit is fucked up, we might be scrapping in this bitch. It might go left. Because I'm from Detroit, so I still have a street mentality when dealing with the street element, because those are the things, the variables in which you are, you know, when you put yourself in that space, you have to be ready for any of that. You know what I'm saying? So um, just being quick on your feet. You know what I'm saying? And that comes from learning the craft. That comes from experience. Um, go hard, bro. Be fearless. Yeah. Be fearless. Be creative. Be, look at what motherfuckers got and say, I want to do something different. Don't be scared to challenge yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because for me, like, my music videos, street shit like that, everything you said is gritty, but... Like my film shit, like my short film Balance, it was street edge, but it was a story of something different. You know what I'm saying? My short film, I just did move this about a single father uh, facing adversity with his son. They living in a storage unit. You know what I'm saying? Going through hard times. Um, the film that I got, False Advertisement, is about to come out. It's like social conscious dude find out his best friend gay, he freaked the fuck out, and all this shit is different. So none of the story, none of the stories that my music video, none of the none of the stories that my music videos reflect of who I am through the culture, from the music that I've touched, is nothing like the person that I am and the stories that I like to tell. 
for the culture. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I feel so, that. So, yeah, so, but yeah, man, as a director, I say be fearless, don't be scared of shit. And challenge yourself to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. That's how you grow. Yeah. And okay. the don't is all money ain't good money. And I took a lot of money that ain't good fucking money. Um, don't always think it's about the motherfucking money. That's what I said don't is. If you could just wrap your head up around that concept, if you could grasp that, you'll be good. And it's hard because yeah. everybody wants money <laughs> and popularity. Because it'd be some popular shit with a big bag, but your contribution and what you're contributing to, it just depends on the type of person you are. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I got kids and shit like that and people that look up to me and stuff like that. So I feel like it's, it's my responsibility to tell stories from a different narrative. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I got that type of what, whatever influence I have, I, use, I put God into it to influence something different. Because every, every nigga in the hood don't want to be a trap star, don't want to be a basketball nigga, football nigga. You know what I'm saying? There's some lawyers in there, some architects in there, some real entrepreneurs in there. You know what I'm saying? Every little girl don't want to be popping her ass neither. There's some real chefs in there, you know, skincare creators, you know. It's a lot of different things that happen within in the hood. You know what I'm saying? But if we don't shine light on it, we never get to see it. We glorify the bullshit and then they cry about motherfuckers being dead. And I empathize with the death. I empathize with the dead, but I don't understand why the fuck y'all keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand, like, like even on your platform, a lot of the artists, I, I like a lot of the music and shit like that. I fucks with it, but I don't understand the thought process behind it when dealing with each other in physical form. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what the fuck? We just gonna keep killing each other, then you're gonna cry, and then it's the heart emoji broken and shit like that. But we could really change this shit. And that's by what we perpetuate from what we see. So again, if we shine light on the things in the neighborhoods that's compelling, then we can have some other shit going on. Yeah. That's for all y'all motherfucking platforms that's desensitizing the youth. But go ahead, what's up? I feel that, man. So um, films, this is where our main focus is at these days, Cricket? Films, films, and television all day. Okay. Yeah. So we which, gonna still give you some stories? Yeah. So what are you really excited about that you got coming out right now? <sighs> I would have to say, uh, I, so I'm excited about the short film move coming out, but then we got a project, Blue Devils, that's coming out. And it's like action, drama, um, it's gonna be stupid. And then we did a film called Dirty Game too. We just finished shooting a film called Dirty Game uh, with Kente over there at Club LaCora. And that's gonna be a dope ass hood film, street, street shit. It's my homage, it was my homage to the street shit. Like, if Cricket gonna do some street shit, you know, as an ode to the hood, that was it. You know what I'm saying? So everything that people could expect from me would be different. Even yeah. if it do have elements of things that we're familiar with, everything about it would be different. Are these gonna end up on Netflix? Where are these films gonna yeah, end up? Yeah, they're going every fucking okay. way. Y'all better help push this shit. Y'all help on. push you all the tell us where, where to watch this shit. Fuck, I need the love. I'ma support everybody, support me the same. You know what I'm saying? So let's get it. For sure. All right, Cricket, do you got any shout outs you'd like to give before we wrap it up here? Shout bro? out to my film and production company, Ambitious Daydreams, The Queen Duchess, um, everybody that ever fucked with me, all the directors that's up and coming, everybody that supported me in Atlanta, all the music videos, the A&Rs, the labels. Shout out to y'all for putting me in such a great space to be able to create and move the way that I want to. Good shout out. It was good. All right. Love life. Bless somebody and be better than you were yesterday.
kid got no vision. Can't go nowhere if you don't know the distance. Fresh hair, Sunday school, Clyde Christian. Fresh hair, Sunday school, fight with me. Fox new crocodile. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom of the bottom. At participating McDonald's.